0: Hey, everybody, good morning, oh, good morning, good morning, wherever you are, whatever time of day you're hearing this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about guns, the Second Amendment rights, America's infatuation or love affair with guns, guns that kill people, guns that kill innocent bystanders, Guns that kill community members, guns that kill police officers who are protecting us, guns that kill our children in schools, guns that kill our friends driving on the su- riding on the subway, at the bus stop, or friends who just simply have gone shopping, or friends who went out for a night to have fun and don't return. Guns, America's love affair with the bark of guns. We're going to talk about that and what happened in Jersey City overnight that caused people to die, including a police officer, a veteran of the Jersey City Police Department, died. A man, a husband and a father with five children. Police officers had to arrive at his home yesterday to tell the family that daddy won't be coming home, not for Christmas, not for New Year's, not ever. When daddy left yesterday morning for work, daddy never came back home. I can't even go into what that means for anybody. So happy birthday to me, right? Today's my birthday. Thank you so much. And as a gift to myself, I went to do a mammogram yesterday. So for all of us, please check in with your health. Check in with your loved ones. Ask your loved ones if they've done a mammogram lately. Uh, They start asking for mammograms today after 35. So people over 35 should start looking at doing mammograms. matter of fact, I tell anybody, if you feel like you feel something in your boob, no matter what age you are, go do a mammogram. But insurance is such that your health insurance company, they will not pay for a mammogram if you're under 35. Did you all know that? Isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Right? I heard one woman yesterday arguing because her insurance company would not approve uh, a test unless she did a mammogram first, but, and she had to do it as a matter of procedure. Right? It's the craziest things I was began asking questions and, and learned. That insurance companies don't pay for mammograms, so you have to literally pay out of pocket to check if you're okay. So you're 25 and 26, could have some cancerous tissue in your breast breathing up, but you wouldn't know until you turn 30 or 32 or 35, but boom, there you are. Suddenly you have breast cancer. Well, you could have checked that bad boy out that when I was 21, right? So... I really didn't plan on doing it that way, sir, so, but I ended up doing a mammogram anyway. So for all of us, please be healthy. I'm asking you all to please, please, everyone, take care of yourself. Your health is your wealth today. I walked into a room yesterday where people were my age or older, and I felt like I was being kid on the block. They were looking at me like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for health and strength, right? Thank you that I spent time taking care of my health all these years. I worked out, I ate right. I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs. I thought those things were not going to help me. So I stayed away from chemicals because I thought chemicals would harm my body as much as possible. You see what I mean? So I avoided drinking, avoided smoking, avoided uh, substances. Doesn't mean that that death isn't inevitable for everybody, right? But if I'm I'm going to live long, I want a happy healthy life. I want quality of life, right? I don't want to be hit by debilitating and preventable diseases like heart disease and so on. So I watch what I eat and every now and then, yeah, I, you know, scourge splurge a little bit, but I basically watch what I eat. I take my vitamins. That's something a lot of people don't do. You've got to take your vitamins. You need minerals to renew yourself. Right? Our cells don't just multiply. You, you need some help. The foods don't have enough minerals in them. Take your supplements. They're called supplements for a reason. Take your supplements. Right? You need your iron and you need calcium. You're, you need calcium for your teeth, your hair, your bones to grow. You need calcium. Take your, your minerals. Right? Take your vitamin C. You need your antioxidants to renew your cells. Take your magnesium, selenium. Come on, everybody. Take your vitamin E, your vitamin B. Come on, take your vitamins, right? So after this broadcast is done, go online and order vitamins. And take your vitamins. Even if you don't take them every day, I don't take them every day. I take them every other day. Take your vitamins every other day. It will improve you. You'll be amazed. And the other thing that I do is I pray a lot. So it gives you peace. In spite of everything else, right? Which is what kind of leads into what I want to talk about today, this rampant gun violence. And I know I'm going to invite a lot of our conversation because a lot of people are going to say, well, it's my Second Amendment right. But your Second Amendment right is killing the rest of us. Your Second Amendment right to bear arms, this infatuation, you're, what, what are you bearing arms for? Are you in the Army? Are you in, the, in, in law enforcement? Are you in the security forces? So why do you think you need to be your arms and you having a gun going out into the public? How do you use your gun to prevent an attack on me? Tell me about that. When you're yourself are under attack because you too are a member of the public, because when people are going to start shooting, they don't look for people with guns. They just pull the gun out and start. You see what I'm saying? So your right to be your arms is killing the rest of us because you feel that you You know, you've got to own a gun. I know a lot of people who own guns, most of whom should not own guns. They own guns because they say it's my Second Amendment right. Well, I have a lot of rights, too, one of which is the 13th Amendment. I have many rights, (laughs) right? But you owning your guns gives people the rights, makes me unsafe. Now, I want to put this into perspective for what happened yesterday in Jersey City. It's the 10th day. Yesterday was the 10th day of December. We're in the Christmas season, full throttle. So that means people are going out and shopping. It's just a regular Tuesday evening. Kids are in school. Uh, It's Tuesday. So for some uh, Jewish worshipers, they're at synagogue praying, right? And so it was just a regular for some Christians. It would have meant Tuesday night worship service, Tuesday night Bible study service. I kid you not. So it's just another day, just another Tuesday. And here people are, they were there. At a Jewish market. So the gunfight started, as you might have read or watched the news, started at a cemetery. Two uh, police officers were looking for two suspects uh, connected to a previous murder they had been investigating. They wanted to get the guns off the streets in Jersey City. It used to be a predominantly African American neighborhood, but city Jews began moving in. It's right across the river from lower Manhattan, right? So a lot of Hasidic Jews moved out of Manhattan, moved out of New York, and moved into this neighborhood and kind of commanded there. So they, the kosher market is new, it's fairly new. It's only, three, it was, it's only three years old. So there they are. People are shopping, right? People are going about their business. Kids are in school. Some people are going to come from work or whatever. And here comes these two individuals who had no other intention but to disrupt people's lives. And they had a shootout at the cemetery. And then they got into a rented truck that police now say had an incendiary device, which meant that it had a device that would have activated, they intended to do it. They rammed the store, right? They went into the store and they shot people in the store. They haven't uh, described it to those folks were, right? And shot people in the store and shot and killed a police officer. We just had a similar incident in Detroit where a police officer went to help people and got killed. So now we didn't put the guns down when we were shooting people. No, you're shooting police. they're shooting police officers as well. So they're shooting the very people who are supposed to protect and serve. In addition to shooting innocent members of the public. Now, the, do you want to call that a hate crime? It sounds to me like if the people who went into the market to shoot people were not Hasidic Jews, then it's a hate crime. If they were not Jewish and they were of a different ethnicity and they went into the market to shoot, that's a hate crime. It is what it is, right? If they had an incendiary device in the truck, it is a hate crime. That means they intended to cause harm to people who don't look like them, don't sound like them, and who worship different from them. This is what I'm talking about, this infatuation with guns that they bring the guns to every community, to everybody, because I think these people hate themselves. They hate peace, they hate love, they hate anything that is good. And so they continue to disrupt the public peace and continue to disrupt people who are living their lives out loud. They don't wanna see you and I happy. They don't wanna see you and I enjoying our lives or moving around or doing pretty normal things. What they wanna see is people hovering in fear and people being fearful, as if being fearful makes them suddenly powerful. Well, those two suspects are dead, so we caught two perpetrators. But what about what about the rest of them who organized with them? Because they didn't organize in a vacuum. There are people who per, perhaps donate to them online. They start some kind of organization where they hate others. And people give up their money. All those people should be held accountable for that police officer's death and those other innocent folks who were killed. I think it's time to start holding people accountable when these kind of mass casualties occur. This was a mass shooting because, according to the definition of a mass shooting, if four or more people are killed, it is a mass shooting. Five people are dead, that's a mass shooting. It's a hate crime because it took place in a traditionally Jewish, Hasidic Jewish Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox is what they call it, the Samatar people, neighborhood in Jersey City, in New Jersey. It was so violent that the governor of New Jersey was in Washington, got on a train, and went right back and landed at the scene. It was so violent that everybody in Jersey ended up at the scene. They said it was like a gun battle. The police had to use a SWAT team vehicle to ram the market. And then the shooters opened fire on the police officers who had come to the aid to stop the gun violence in the community. What the hell is going on? What on earth is this all about? Are you kidding me? So the police are showing up to stop the guns, And then you're turning fire on the police. What the hell is this? Open season? Is this gunfight at the OK Corral? Are we no America that had evolved? is now America of the wild, wild west. This is just like wild and wild and wilder. And if we don't, I'm so, I'm, I'm really just about here fed up with the conversation around these are my Second Amendment rights and I have a right to bear arms, until it's your life that is taken in a gun battle. If we give everybody the right to bear arms, no wonder there's so many guns on the damn streets. No wonder guns are so accessible. And you're coming to tell me about your Second Amendment rights. Are you kidding me? Your Second Amendment rights contributes to gun violence. And it's time for us to have the conversation. It's time for us to do something. I'm fed up and tired of the Republican agenda that promotes gun violence by stating that it's a Second Amendment right. Yes, Republican Party, I'm fed up with you. It's time for you to come out of the shadows and recognize that guns are killing innocent people. And you've got to stop hiding behind the Second Amendment and promoting people who are who are using guns to kill innocent people. Because the guns are killing people and the blood of those innocent people are on your hands. You can't wash your hands enough, Mr. Mitch McConnell and the rest of you all. Y'all need to go because the America you're promoting has not existed in 85 years, just in case you didn't get that memo. So all of you who are Republicans, go tell them I said so. That America that they're listening to, that hasn't happened in 85 years. When ordinary people owned a gun, because you know if they went out there, they might have to shoot a cow or something or a snake or something out in the field, that America does not exist. So you're promoting gun arms and owning guns in a 21st century mindset where people are turning guns on themselves and turning guns on innocent people. Mr. Mitch McConnell, it's time for you to go. Because you don't get it and you will not get it. It's been, you're, you're, you're kind of 50 years late. It's been, you, you, you've been around too long. And what happens is that you're no longer thinking the Republican agenda. And the older Republicans, you're no longer thinking in present day metrics that you're making are not present day centered you're making decisions to apply to a society that has not existed in 50 years and so you are encouraging people to go out and take up guns knowing that the people who are alive today are not the people who were alive 80 years ago who would never dream of picking up a gun and going into a shopping center and shooting people who would never think of picking up a gun and going to schools and killing people people today are different. Can we get present day? Can we get to the present day? Can we get to the present day when we recognize that the people who are alive today are rapacious capitalists, are rapacious killers, who are armed to the teeth and are intent on killing innocent people? This is why the oldest section of the Republican Party needs to go totally. And I'm calling you out on your bullshit. Because you are killing innocent people. How many times are we going to bury innocent people? How many times are innocent children in schools going to be killed? Because you believe in the right to bear arms. That is not true today. Some of these people alive today are off their rockers, Mr. McConnell. They're totally mad and enraged. And you can't hand them a gun. They will turn the gun. So you have layers of protection. They can't get to you. Because you're surrounded by security all day. But what about the innocent people who have to go shopping and have to ride the subway and they have to stop at a gas station and they still have to go to Walmart to go shopping and they have to go to Target and and all the big box stores. And we still have to go to the malls and still want to go to the cinema. We don't have security for that. We don't have personal security. Right. So all of you out there who have this infatuation with guns, especially white males, white, young white males and young black males, what the heck is going on in your mind that make you think that guns empower you and guns give you power? What, what is it? We're tr- the rest of us are trying to understand that. Help me to understand your thought processes that make you feel that guns empower you, young black men and young white men. It's amazing to me. I I talk so much that my earrings shook out of my ears. Don't laugh at me. (laughs) Don't don't laugh, (laughs) right? But think about that. Young black men and young white men are seriously infatuated with guns. In the black community, in inner city communities, young black men pick up a gun because they feel like they have to protect themselves. The same thing young white men say. Who are you protecting yourselves? You are the cause of the problem. You contribute to your own demise. You pick up a gun. The rest of us have problems to the kazoo. You think we don't have issues? We all have issues. But what we're not doing is picking up guns. So what is this infatuation with young Americans, black and white, who think that the way out is to walk around with a gun? They feel so powerful when they pick up a strap-on gun and pull the lever back, And turn the safety off. It empowers you and makes you feel powerful. You're a loser. You're sad and a loser. And I dare say your life expectancy has just been compromised simply because of that. The minute you pick up a gun and start walking around with it, expect that your life expectancy is compromised. You become a target. I hear people all the time talking about, I want to own my gun, and I have a right to own my gun. Who the hell? You live way out to the boondocks. Who are you protecting yourself from? Your husband? Your brother? Talk to me, people. I want to know. I seriously want to know. And, and this is the thing I don't understand how politicians align themselves with a cause that kills young people. Why are you all still voting for these people? that align themselves with a cause that kills innocent people and children. These folks at that market yesterday were innocent. Did they wake up on the 10th of December in the morning? I was on my podcast. I expected that at the end of the day I was going to come back home and I was going to go back to my home and I was going to eat my dinner and watch what I want to watch, interact with the people whom I want to interact with. That was my expectation yesterday. Far be it from me to expect breaking news to see a gun battle on, I was actually on my Instagram feed. I was scrolling through Instagram of all the lame things to do. I was just chilling at the end of the day, relaxing. And saw this, I couldn't believe it. Actually, I thought it was like a replay of something that happened or they were showing something that happened somewhere else. I did not expect that it was a gun battle at that time of the evening. I was like, this is not true. This cannot be true. America has a problem with guns and we're hiding behind our second amendment claims to continue to harness an arsenal of weaponry. A typical American home has weapons that you could not believe. This shooting took place near a school. There were 100 students in a school nearby The shooting also took place near a synagogue where people had been praying. So we're we're no longer, so these folks, don't you dare call yourselves Christians. Because guess what? You are killing people who are worshiping the same God that you claim you know. We're sad. We're sad. It's a sad state of affairs, don't you think? It's really sad. We're sad. We can no longer say we're a Christian nation. Look at the things we do. We can no longer say we are good people. Look at the things that we do. You went to a shopping center where people, innocent people, they never pointed in your face and said they hated you. They never touched you. They're just going about their lives and wanting to live their lives out in the way that they think that they should. A police officer got up. He had five children. He's just a man who is a husband and a father. Probably didn't even kiss his wife. Probably didn't even get to kiss his children in the business of life. His wife probably sees toothbrushes still there. The clothes he took off from the night before are still in the laundry. His coffee cup that he drank from, she probably still has it in the dishwasher. His towel that he showered with and dried off with is still there. And there are cops standing at her door to tell her her husband is not coming home. And his towel is still in the the bathroom, drying from what he used that morning. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm personifying this. I'm personalizing this so you get an idea of what it means every time you stand to claim behind your Second Amendment rights. And you claim that your Second Amendment rights are what you are defending. You are defending killers who kill innocent people. Because it's not as if they're taking the guns and going into the places where people kill people. Then we could say, oh, well, heck yeah, you're getting rid of the crime. They're turning the guns on innocent people. People believe they have a right to bear arms. Look at you. Are you the army? Maybe this time we start calling all the National Guard some more. I swear to God, the next time there's a mass shooting, we should put put the whole damn thing under curfew and under martial law and call all the damn National Guard. Then when the Army starts shooting, because they don't ask questions, you think the police ask questions. The Army does not ask questions. They just tell you they're coming, shut the place down, and if I catch you walking, well, you're going to be target pressed. And that's it. That's probably where we need to be because this is crazy. It's it's Jersey City on the 10th of December. What the heck? I wanted to just I've been counting the days since the last match shooting and I was really just saying if we could just get through Christmas and New Year's we'll be home free. I was counting the days y'all. And I'm like, "No." So that's why I woke up in the morning. Oh god. Help me. I woke up in the morning and I could not sleep yesterday. I woke up from four o'clock and could not go back to sleep. I'm like, Lord, deliver us. Another person lost his life in America's continued, America's continued fascination with guns. Is it our history that has predestined us? Is it because to conquer we had to do this? We have to take over the land and take authority over the land. And so the the guns and the barking of the guns and the blood that was shed is not enough. So we wake up tomorrow. The day is not over yet. We still have a couple more days to go before Christmas, before the holidays. Is there going to be another mass shooting? Is there going to be another one? Because we still are going to hide behind our Second Amendment rights. Second Amendment rights are killing us. You you ever heard that your rights are killing you? This is one of them. You ever hear some people say, well, I have a right to this, but it's not making sense what they have a right for. It's hurting them, but they still have a right. Well, that's what's happening to, to us. The people who say, well, I have my rights and I have mine and your rights are killing me and you don't care about it, but it's time we do. It's time we all do something about it. It's crazy. It's just simply crazy. Just think about that. Somebody lost his life. A police officer lost his life. He was a human being, a father, a husband, an uncle, a friend, a neighbor. He has five children. All five children are fatherless this morning. There are no amount of words you can tell that woman this morning. There's nothing you can tell her. Do you see what I'm saying? Guns are bad everywhere, honey. Unless you're in war, guns are bad. We should not be using guns in civilian settings. If there is an act of war, that's a whole different thing. I don't know what's going on in Yemen. I'm not following it. I don't know what the story is or what's behind it. I'm talking about guns in civilian settings. So let's put that into perspective, right? Guns in civilian settings where no act of war is declared, but some folks just decide to pick up guns to go hurt innocent people, right? I'm not talking about acts of war. This is not an act. We're not at war here inside America. We might have war overseas in other places, but we're not at war with one another, but that's what it sounds like we're doing. Doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like we're at war with one another? The republic is is, is going askew. What has happened to the republic? The republic of America is is, is upended. We're at war with one another, whether we like it or not. We don't like ourselves. We don't like what we look like. We don't like what we worship like. We don't like how we sound when we talk. We don't like what we wear in our appearance. So now we're taking up arms to enforce our beliefs. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Right? And we continue to do this to our demise. Yesterday was a police officer. Two weeks ago it was a police officer in, in Detroit who ran into a situation where a young man decided that he was going to shoot the whole a whole family because he liked the 16 year old girl. And the family were complaining, had been complaining to the police. The police officer ran into the house where this young man had The guns, and he was killed, he was used as target practice, was shot in his neck. They buried him last Thursday, last Friday in Detroit. That, That family, that woman, that wife, has to live Christmas without her husband. Those children don't have a father to help put up a Christmas tree to take them Christmas shopping, right? This is what guns have done. And while we're sitting back, right, and we're talking about my rights, while we're clinging to our rights, the same rights are giving others the rights to carry guns, who should never be near a gun? Some people should never be near a gun. Let's just be clear about that. You're wondering if the children grew up resentful, so it's their fault that they were killed? What about the children in Parkland uh, at Sandy Hook Elementary and the children in Florida? and the children in other schools around the country too numerous for me to remember because I blank it out? What does resentful have to do with it? They were just kids who put on a backpack one morning and went to school and never came back home. There is an infatuation America has with us right within ourselves. If you have issues about America's war and America fighting wars in other countries, that's a whole different conversation that I don't participate in because I am not intimate with the story. But I'm a member of the public and as a member of the public, I am concerned that when I step out of my house and that I go somewhere, I want to come back home, not in pieces, sent to a mortician's table, not in pieces laid up in a hospital for doctors to stitch my body parts back together. But I want to come back home whole to my family who need me. I have children for whom I am important to. They are members of my family for whom I am important to. There are people in my audience for whom my voice is important. I want to continue to live, but I don't want to have to worry about if I go shopping at a store that somebody is going to pull up and open fire. Here in Detroit, we have an Orthodox Jewish community not far from where I live. They worship on Saturday mornings. It's not unusual to see them going to worship. But nobody is pulling up on them and opening fire on them because they're peaceful. They don't hurt anybody. Right? And I'm pretty sure there are fringe elements. I know that there are fringe elements here in Michigan, but they do the authorities here do a pretty good job of monitoring people. So there are fringe elements here in Michigan who have feel like they have their rights. Of course they feel like they have their rights. But that's their problem. Keep your rights to yourself. Go march all you want with your rights. Just don't turn up a gun on innocent people. It's crazy. We've got to stop this thing with guns. We've got to stop the guns, America. We've got to put the guns down. We've got to end this now. We've got to stop the violence. This has been ramping up for years and years and years, and it's gonna build up to something. We need to stop the guns. We need to put the guns down. Imagine police officers went even after one of their officers was killed, when the gun violence erupted yesterday, the police the police officer who was killed was shot at the cemetery. They left him on the ground in a cemetery outside of the cemetery. They then took the fight to the to the kosher market when the police showed up and used the vehicle to ram the place so that they could uh, take control of the situation. They open fire on the police. Are you listening? It's almost as if they want to show who is in charge. Well, they're dead now. The problem is that you're just the arm. Where's the organ of the organization? Because they are organized. They rented a vehicle. And the problem is, we have such liberal gun laws that you can buy the guns and have them shipped. So the guns are shipped to wherever, right? (laughs) And there they are. Are you all listening to me? You can have your Second Amendment rights all you want, but your Second Amendment rights are killing the rest of us, right? Your Second Amendment rights, your right to bear arms. Do you know that a lot of people who claim they have the right to bear arms, their grandchildren end up dying from guns? Here in the, in, the, in the Detroit area, we that, we've had incidents like that. Just recently, they found one in another city where the children found the guns and let the guns rip and got shot his little three-year-old uh, uh, sibling. We had one incident some years ago where a child walked upstairs to her grandpa- grandmother's bedroom, took the gun out, and blew his head off. And those people felt like they had a right to be a because they wanna protect themselves. The problem is we all have rights, but who's gonna stand? And who is going to, to stand and defend? Pretty soon, do you know, uh, uh, enrollment for police officers is now, nobody wants to be a cop anymore. So who's gonna defend us? The National Guard enrollment for that too is now. What are they gonna do, draft people? Who wants to be a police officer who is going to be on the front line taking a bullet? For who? Who wants that? Who needs that? Who needs that? But we need security. Because unlike Mitch McConnell and his bad, bad 85-year-old men who perhaps lack power elsewhere but feel like uh, they can enforce some sort of power. I guess they have to feel like something every day to make them feel alive. They're advocating for an America that has not existed in over 50 years. In those days, you could say everybody should have a gun because people were going to, you know, it's sport. They're going to go hunting. Today, they're hunting people. Not that they didn't hunt people under Jim Crow laws, but through legislation, they can't do that anymore. But they were hunting people. Now these people just randomly just go into a market where people are shopping, a food market. People are buying groceries. Children are in school. Do you know how terrifying that could be? That you get a text message that something is wrong at your child's school and you need to go. And you want to see your kid walk out. You're looking for that face, that head of your child walking out. How terrifying we have become in America. You go grocery shopping and you're saying, thank you, Jesus. As for the rest of us, we're doing online grocery shopping. Let them deliver that bad boy. I'll go drive out there to go pick it up. Taking the pleasure of walking through the store away from us. Because somebody else is having a bad day. That's all that it comes down to. Somebody else is having such a bad day that they want the rest of us to have a bad day, too. It's not enough that you're having a bad day, friend. (laughs) You want the rest of us to have a bad day, too? Sucks to be you. So all you can think of doing productively with your life is to pick up a gun and go shoot innocent people. Because that's your Second Amendment rights. And these people took something from you. Really? How about you took the opportunity from yourself by not staying in school, by not studying, by not trying to conform to the roles, the rules and laws of a society like the rest of us. I've I've never understood that argument. I'm like, do you know when people start, especially young white males who are privileged, they inherit, inherent privilege simply because of their color and ethnicity. So when they start telling me things are not going their way, I'm like, which world do you live in? Which America is it that you belong to? Because the society is written for you. So if you are not succeeding, it's your own darn fault. I, when black, young black males and Hispanic males and people of color tell me, I actually sit on and listen to what their challenges are because that I know is true. So I'm like, well, where did you go wrong? Let's see where you are, where you want to go, and let's see hear what your issues are. But young white males don't come to me with issues because the society is written for you. You have all the privilege and all the advantage to go after becoming a CEO of a large corporation for you to go to school and study. The problem is, guess what? Guess. They do not want to be submitted to a process. Maybe we should bring back the draft. So a mandatory two years while they're in high school brings people in line. People are so indisciplined today. We have a lot of society who feel they're so individualistic, they're becoming disciplined. They don't want to subject themselves to a process. They don't understand that success is not overnight. They want it now, today. And so they won't subject themselves to be disciplined. So they don't want success. So then they go gripe. That it's because of the Jews, it's because of the blacks, it's because of the Hispanics, it's because of everybody, why they haven't achieved success, when the real deal is they're too damn lazy. They won't get up. They won't go to school. They won't stay in school. They don't even want to submit to a four-year college program, much less being a doctor or a lawyer or being an engineer or being a scientist. They're lazy. Call it what it is. White America, your kids are lazy. They don't want to study. And so they blame everybody else. It's somebody else's fault. They're taking opportunity to know. Go study your ass and become an anesthesiologist. Here they are telling how black and brown people are taking their jobs. And I'm like, I don't see you all in medical school. I don't see you studying to be lawyers. You don't have time for that. You want it quick. That's the problem. They're not disciplined. And we, the parents, are not enforcing the discipline in our homes. No, we're not. We are not enforcing the discipline. We're not teaching them that success is tiered and arrives slowly. We're not letting them lend themselves to the process. Every, when you go to school, you learn a different lesson in kindergarten. You learn a different lesson in, in first grade. You learn a different lesson in second grade. They don't want that. They want an overnight success. You have guns flooded in the U.K. daily. Shootings and calling lines. Our police shot a man dead last week for looking dodgy. And you don't have second amendment. You, you're right. We live in an instant coffee world. So guns are becoming a problem in the U.K. I thought they used knives over there. But I thought you didn't have uh, the right to, to own handguns. Let me read that one again. Are you kidding me? In the U.K., for looking dodgy. The police shot a man for looking dodgy so that caused an uprising. Everybody is on like this. Do you see what I'm saying? Everybody's on tenterhooks so somebody just looks funny and oh he's a terrorist oh he's a killer let's get rid of it. So now we're all we've all become profilers. We're all looking at people like let me see what you would do in the event that something goes wrong. Yesterday I was in the doctor's office (laughs) I was doing a mammogram. Encourage your your loved ones to go do a mammogram, right? You promise? And this lady came in and she would not conform to the rules. They have rules. It's not your establishment. When I walk in, they tell me what the rules are. Sit down, wait to be called. Sign in. Sit down, wait to be called. You sign in. They ask for your ID so they know you're there. They're not being unfriendly. They're there are rules. So we all have to abide by the rules. Everybody who was sitting there had already complied with the rules of the establishment, the rules making. This woman comes in and she's flouting the rules, y'all. She wants to get to the top of the line ahead of the 10 or 15 people who had already been sitting there. And no matter how they tried to explain to her, they tried to be nice. they tried, She wanted to just flout the rules. You know what stopped her? There was just utter silence as the rest of us were looking at her like, are you going to cause a disturbance where they're going to have to call the police or call security and get the rest of us not to get our, our our appointments today. And it was the silence of everybody else looking at her and she turned around and looked and that's what made her change. She's probably one of those uh, who um, that's right. People don't obey laws, right? She's probably one of those who raised a grandson to tell him he should, he can do whatever he wants. You can do whatever you want, son, without obeying the rules and the laws. There are rules for a reason. There are laws in the society for a reason. The police pull you over, put your hand on the wheel and stop the car. Don't argue with them. Do what they say. You find you have a better outcome. Yes, officer. Give him the respect. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm going to change, sir. Write you the ticket and keep it. And when you're leaving him, say, God bless you, sir. I'll just just take care of yourself. Because the way it's going now, they don't even want to be police officers. And I don't blame them. I'm looking at them now like they're Lord of mercy. Can you imagine another mass shooting took place? You, We're about to experience a holiday season. It's Christmas. I want to just go through it. Today's my birthday. I don't want to talk about this the day on my birthday. I want to talk about, you know, surviving, (laughs) right? Being healthy and living your best life. Instead, here I am talking about gun violence and asking my brothers and sisters across this country to put the guns down. It's time for us to sober up and realize that Advocating for Second Amendment rights is not helping. Stop being so holy and self-righteous in what you believe. Your self-righteousness is killing others. It may be you next. It could be your relative next, the way it's going, because it's open season on human beings as far as I can see. And all these older politicians, these old men, just walking around, acting like you live in an America that was 50 years ago. When it was all hunky-dory and, and, and all kind of stuff. It was all hunky-dory and people needed guns to go hunting. They're hunting people now. You know, let me stop because I was about to say something. They're hunting people now. My dog, <laughs> do all lie laughing at me. <laughs> They're hunting people now. They're not hunting animals. They're hunting people in shopping malls. Mr. Mitch McConnell... They're hunting people in shopping malls with you enforcing Second Amendment rights and defending it and defending the NRA. They're hunting people. They're hunting children. They're hunting women and they're hunting police officers. And I trust you're happy. Because if you weren't happy with it, you would have changed it. So the money that the NRA is giving you to shut up, I want you to know every time you go to wash your hands, you can't wash them clean enough because the blood it's flowing on that. Every police officer who has been laid down, every child who has been shot, every innocent bystander killed because of gun violence, it, the blood is on the hands of Mitch McConnell and the bad five of the Republican Party. They're the ones who are enforcing it. And then you look at the rest of us and tell us that you love us. No, you don't. You would do something about this. You would make sure that there are background checks. Some people should not have guns, period. You would make sure, you really, really would make sure that you protect all of us. You want us to have this conversation? Come. Come. Let's go to the graves of the innocent bystanders who have been shot. Let's go to their homes and see how their lives, those who survived, how their lives have been adjusted because of it. Maybe then you'll find that you actually have a heart and it's not a stone, a piece of stone that they put in there that sometimes they put a little blood to flow through it. We have digital nannies for our children. Who is raising these children? It's a good question. What is their role model? Have, Have you guys ever asked that question today? Ask young people, who's your role model? Because it seems to me there's a disconnect, right? Because they're not Following, And parents don't have enough time and we don't have as much influence over our children because of social media and the rampant uh, uh, media that comes into their hands through their cell phone. So we don't control them, right? We don't influence them. But we still need to sit out at the dinner table and have a conversation with what you're going to do with your life. You you don't wait till they're 16 to ask that question, you start inculcating it it into them from their little. I think some of these parents are afraid of the kids they raise. They raise them with holy rage, right? And now the kids have grown up. And so what you find is in poor white communities, they're affected and impacted by poverty. And so they turn to violence, they just reap it on, on mass shootings. In poor black communities, they turn on each other. Same to six. Same mode, same mode. Is it a different outcome? No. At the end of the day, innocent people still get killed. Because when they take the gun out, they just fire it randomly. And anybody got caught gets caught up in the crosshairs, that's it. I am so sorry about the problems you guys are experiencing in the UK. I hope it's not our fault, right? America didn't have anything to do with that, right? But we all need to pay attention to what is going on. Thank you for bringing that. I never paid attention to to it. I thought the UK had stricter gun laws. I know in Canada you can't own a handgun. Guess what? They don't have a homicide rate, right? <laughs> right? Because they don't have handguns. You have to get a, a license to have a a hunting rifle. so they don't have it as bad as we do. Do you hear that silence? That's not radio silence. That's the silence of God listening to us as we continue to pull guns out and shoot innocent people. That silence you're hearing is the pain in the hearts of survivors, wives who have lost husbands. These are husbands who have lost wives, children, parents who have lost children who are still hurting. That's the sad. Their cries are going unheeded by a political establishment that has turned its back on the people who are hurting. This is Harriet Kamek, and I am asking you to remember to be down to earth. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Be blessed.